cliffcentral.com. We would like to be the next billion dollar brand and uh, we would like to be in 50 countries globally within the next five years. Hi everyone. Once again, welcome to Market Share. This is where I chat to people who influence the way brands are built, big brands and small. And I will spend some time on small brands, as I believe they are the future of South Africa. I will also cover many other interesting marketing issues. So, how valuable is an idea? It's so funny when I hear people being so protective of ideas. To me, ideas are worth nothing unless they're properly executed. It's the execution of the idea that's worth millions. So let's say a good idea is worth 20 rand, then a good idea well executed is worth 20 million. So today I'm talking to someone who had a good idea and has executed it brilliantly. His name is Greg Janssen and the brand is Pura. Pura is a sparkling beverage that through a unique low sugar, natural flavored, no colorant proposition is catering to a more health conscious consumer and it doesn't compromise on taste. Welcome to Market Share, Greg. But before we talk about Pira, tell me a little bit about your working background. Yeah, thank you, Rich. Uh, great to be here and uh, great to be able to share a little bit of, uh, of my story. So, yeah, my background, uh, well, particularly to this game, is um, I used to run Coca-Cola up in Ethiopia, um, up in East Africa. Uh, which was certainly very, very interesting. And I'd like to say that's where I cut my teeth into beverages. And that's generally absolutely where the art of possibility was firmly, firmly embedded uh, deeply into me. It's obviously where, you know, the initial seeds of this idea that you mentioned started to uh, be planted. And, you know, through the years spent with Coke and, and looking what's happening globally, those ideas started to germinate. And uh, hence where we are today, where We've actually been able to put those ideas uh, into the ground. So how did the concept for the product come about? Well, uh, it was, was quite interesting. So, you know, firstly, being in the Coke system, you, you're subject to, you know, probably, you know, the world's greatest beverage company. Um, they operate in 206 countries globally. And, and as such, you really get to see and feel what a, what a global entity offers. And you really get to see and understand all about the global beverage industry. You know, this industry is worth about $1.9 trillion by the end of 2021. So absolutely a massive, massive uh, marketplace for, for one to, to, to look at. And really where, where the idea came about was I have a sporting background myself. And, you know, when I looked around and looked to see what I was eating and drinking, etc., uh, and looked to see what was in the current um, environment and, um, you know, beverage space, there seemed to be a, a kind of missing gap for a better for you soft drink that absolutely still delivered on taste and still delivered on refreshment because those are absolutely key to, to success um, of, of beverages. And more importantly, was it available and, and was it uh, priced um, at an everyday price point? I suppose in summary, the key concepts around healthy, people always revert to healthy being as very expensive and not tasting good. So if you can offer something that um, gives you all the benefits of being a bit better for you, but everyday price point is still tasting good, um, I think there's a huge, huge market for that. When did you actually start, Greg? When did the idea germinate and when did you leave Coca-Cola and start this? <laughs> yeah, Reggie, you hear me having a little chuckle because um, I'm sure you appreciate is, is good ideas do not normally keep regular hours, you know? 
So I like to believe that, you know, these, these ideas germinated between kind of 12.30 and 3.30 in the morning. And, you know, really, I remember specifically I was in, I was in Mexico, uh, I think it was 2013. And, um, you know, we started to be exposed to kind of uh, what the, the global trends moving forward over the next five to 10 years would be. And, you know, with that, started to understand, you know, the key trends around, uh, you know, the sugar taxes that were going to be coming through around the world, the whole move towards health and wellness, the whole move towards more, more natural products, consumers becoming more discerning. And obviously, this was all forecasted and the move towards clean labels. Now, that was 2013. And, and that's kind of when the seed started to, to germinate and sink in. And I thought to myself, you know, what would I drink? You know, what, what would I like to have? And again, that was 2013. It took, you know, 2014, 2015 to start uh, tinkering around and looking to see what was, was actually happening. And effectively, we got to the shelves in 2017 and specifically into retail September 2017. So, you know, that's a three, four year uh, germination period of the idea. So tell me about the germination period. So you had the idea. And as I said earlier on, ideas, there are millions of ideas around, but it's the people who execute the ideas who do a great job like you've done. So you had the idea, then what did you do? Yeah, Rich, I mean, I think that, you know, idea is certainly one thing. And, um, you know, many people can come up with many ideas. You know, for me, it's always been a matter of starting with the market. You know, is there a market for that idea? So once that idea had had uh, sunk, I mean, luckily I was in the I was in the industry, and people always say it's best to kind of stick to your knitting because you know in, inadvertently you've got that experience. Um, so I underwent and looked to see kind of what was in the market. Um, I did a lot more consumer and market research, and you know came up with those five key trends that I mentioned earlier around where people not only in beverages but kind of in the FMCG in the food space are moving to. Um, if you think of what's happened in the beer industry, the, the whole craft movement, if you think about food and the food trucks, you know, people are looking for that kind of more authentic, not so much corporate product. Natural is there um, everywhere where you look. And obviously this, this element of health. When I looked a little bit further um, and I thought intrinsically how I behave is that a healthy lifestyle is always easier to set than to achieve. So what if there was a simple, easy way to be a little healthier or drink a little better? And what if there was no uh, penalty for, for having to pay for it? Um, there must be a great market for that. So effectively did research, uh, ended up taking it to a few people that I would consider absolute um, stalwarts or um, you know, foundations within the industry. Uh, and they, they absolutely loved the idea. And then uh, last but not least, Reg, uh, just, just dived in, you know, Good old Nike saying, just do it. You know, you can always, uh, it's better to be, to be leaning forward than to be falling backwards. So <laughs> dived in and, and the rest is history. Well done. Well, tell me a bit about the brand name. How did you come up with it? Because it's a great name. It, it really says it all. How did you come up with that name? Yeah, Rich, thank you. I mean, you know, again, a lot of these things need to stem from consumer research, I believe. And I think the more that you kind of research and understand your markets, the better you would be. Now, from the research that I actually picked up, um, the more or the quicker your consumer can associate with the name of your product, the better or the faster the traction you will get. So if we use, if we use an example within chocolates, if you think of a Mars bar, if no one knew what a Mars bar was, 
you wouldn't be sure whether it was a metal bar, whether it was something from the space rocket. I mean, I think a chocolate would be pretty far off in terms of the guesses one would have. If you had to talk about a power bar, you know, in the name, it kind of gives you a hint of what it does. I mean, there's definitely something there with power. You might not get to believing it's a chocolate, but it's something to do with energy. Now, the same goes with us. So Pura, obviously, it's better for you. And then soda, Pura soda, well, it's a better for you soda. So without having to explain too much to the consumer, just by looking at the name, they can pretty much figure out generally, you know, what the functionality or the intrinsics of the product are, which, again, just helps the consumer get to it quickly um, and understand and, and ultimately allows them to trial easier for the product. There's a wonderful saying, what's in the name? And the answer, of course, is everything. So it's a terrific name. And move on to the positioning line, live a little purer. I just think it's a great line because it encompasses everything. Who came up with that? Yeah, again, thanks, Reg. I mean, I'm very, very fortunate because, you know, my own personal belief is is very much embedded in this line. And it just so happens, fortunately, that it, it also taps into you know, an, an emotive response that, um, you know, connects with a lot of consumers. So effectively, Live a Little Purer is all about, you know, if you are in a position to help, then really you should. And it doesn't need to be any grand gestures. It can be something small. Uh, but ultimately, a whole lot of small gestures put together really add to something big. So, you know, the whole concept of Live a Little Purer is around, you know, living a little better. But, you know, doing it in such a way that it doesn't compromise you or your everyday lifestyle or it doesn't need grand gestures. There's just simple, easy ways to be a little better. One for, you know, how you support the community, how you support neighbors or parents or things that you're passionate about. And, you know, we brought this into, into the products of Pure Soda. So you've heard me mention the fact that, uh, you know, everyone has healthy life goals. Way easier to set than to achieve. And don't we all know that with COVID? I think we're all, um, you know, talking about that fervently, how much weight we put on and how, how aggressive we're going to be to lose it. So if there was an easy, simple way to be a little healthier, drink a little better, and uh, why wouldn't you take it? And what if all it took was a new exciting soda? So we've brought together this kind of emotive connection that's firmly embedded in myself and uh, the concepts and beliefs and the ethos of the business, and we're allowing that connection to happen with the consumer. And so far, I must say, Reg, I mean, this, this emotive connection that we have around living a little purer resonates very, very well with the consumer. As we've seen and from the research that we've done, um, consumers really, really want to support and want to get closer to brands that uh, reflect uh, what they believe in um, and effectively also deliver things that not only are focused on the bottom line, but also have you know, some other kind of uh, more touchy-feely ethos behind them. So, Greg, how do you live a little purer? <laughs> <laughs> That's putting me on the spot, Rich. Well, look, obviously I drink pure soda every single day. So, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. truth be told, it mixes very well with alcohol as well. So, you know, whether you're an absolute purer purist or, or, or whether, you know, you, you uh, want something to enjoy the sunset with, the starting point is, is around live a little purer and, and drinking some purer. You know, second to that, Reg, um, it, it's kind of embedded in everything that we do. You know, there's there's a number of charities that we support. Um, I'm very, very passionate personally around, um, you know, helping people to give them a chance to, to get ahead in life, around job creation. Um, but it's more than just 
giving someone something. It's about spending the time with them, showing them how to do things, mentoring them, and allowing them to grow. So we've got a number of those initiatives that are both personal to me and I've also brought into the business. Obviously, I think that the environment that we live in is very important. We only have one earth, so we need to protect it. I'm not chaining myself to, to any trees, but you know how, how can we do things in a, in a simple, easy way? So in terms of you know, what I personally eat within the business, what we make the products out of, you know, it's all recyclable. Our flavors are 100% natural. And then kind of it manifests itself into our, our manifesto in terms of how we deal with people, our culture of the business. Um, you know, we believe in amazing relationships really drive the world forward. And, and that's an element of, of living a little purer as well, is taking the time to, to nurture those relationships. Might not be for today, they might be for, for tomorrow. Um, and they include the people within the business as well as um, our stakeholders going forward. So as an example, we've just had a phenomenal um, Christmas in July in our office last week, um, which was quite interesting because we had a few people that, um, you know, absolutely even uh, during to COVID regulations, we, we, we had to meet with and, you know, they were subject to Christmas in July and you know, they, they embraced the little period concept and we we're able to give them some move them on their way and build more ambassadors for the Live a Little Pure concept. But I think the whole concept of Live a Little Pure also means go for a walk every day, pat your dog, love your cat, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> How's your brand doing in the marketplace? Yeah, so, so Rich, we've been very, very fortunate because this this product is based on, on consumer needs. So um, we found that the retailers have been looking for a product that um, offers this naturalness, again, at the everyday price point, but can still talk to the consumer. So the retailers have responded very well. Consequently, the consumers have responded very, very well. We've got very, very strong growth, both in South Africa and now into the international markets. We are now in 13 international markets. It's a lot of hard work, but it's a lot of fun. And funny enough, uh, with COVID, we've actually seen an acceleration and a moving and a more seeking towards our brand. And again, from the numbers and the stats that have come out, around 73% are trying to be healthy some of the time or, or most of the time. And during lockdown, a lot of people kind of changed the way they were thinking. And post-lockdown, the stats that have come out basically indicate that 42% of people are, are going to continue with their exercise regimes or trying to eat healthier or live a little purer, as we like to believe. And as a result, um, they've moved towards our product. So it's still a lot of hard work, but you know we, we're very fortunate that we, we fit into this better for you space where the world seems to be moving. So tell me your ambitions for this brand. Where's it going? Where do you want to be? There's two sides to this. I mean, the first side is um, around the concept of live a little pure itself. To your point, it's around you know people patting their dog, you know, talking to their parents, uh, going for a walk, helping other people out. And if we can kind of create a momentum and, and get more people to buy into this, just like live a little pure place. I mean, this is not just uh, lip service, but I genuinely, genuinely believe the world can be a better place and it's not a, a, a difficult thing to do. So if we can almost create an underground movement where, where people do live a little purer, again, I think the world will be a, a, a better place. Second, in terms of where we as a brand want to go, we've got a very aggressive international rollout plan. South Africa will always be our, our home. We are proudly homegrown South African brand. Um, and as I said, we always will be anchored here. But we certainly have ambitions to move into the U.S., which we are moving into now. 
that being the biggest market by far for, for beverages in the world, as well as into the Middle East and, and into the UK. So our ambition would absolutely love to be, we've actually set it, we would like to be the next billion dollar brand. And uh, we would like to be in 50 countries globally within the next five years. So that's the kind of extent of our ambitions. They're totally audacious. But I think the more audacious you set the goals, the more fun you have when you achieve them. That's a really, really big dream. Very exciting. Do you, do you include China in that? Absolutely, Reg. I mean, I've, I've kept that quiet for now because there's some exciting things in the works. So uh, China certainly certainly is, is there. Um, interestingly enough, if we look at how the markets operate, South Africa is very similar to the Middle East, which is similar to the UK, which is similar to, to the US and Australasia. It's kind of like the, the, the Anglo corridor, if you want for a better word. So marketing is very similar along those channels. China is a separate kind of marketing strategy. It's, it's a slightly different customer, but they certainly buy into our, our, our product. And we have some very exciting things underway that I'd love to share at a later stage with, with what we're looking at, at, at getting into that market. And how, how are you supporting this brand from a, from a marketing point of view? Again, coming from Coke days, there's obviously above the line, below the line, and then there's you know how we connect with the consumer. So presence in stores absolutely so critical for us. And COVID has basically meant that you know sampling and getting people to taste the brand is a little bit more challenging than it was before. But it's something that we're driving very, very hard. We've just won a product of the year for 2020 for innovation. And then the other one is um, in, in today's world is best tasting non-alcoholic beverage for 2019. So you know, for a non-alcoholic option, we taste pretty good. <laughs> and then linked, linked to that, the research we've got is that uh, we had a satisfaction rating of 92%. So therefore, in terms of marketing the brand, the most successful way we can market our brand is get people to taste the product. So effectively, that means that 9 out of 10 people who taste the product are happy with it. So we've got some exciting initiatives that you'll start to see specifically in pick and pay and checkers and a few other retailers where we found ways of actually sampling in an environment where there's no wet, wet demos coming through. Above the line, you know, radio seems to be such a strong medium at the moment. Uh, we've seen the numbers jump. We had a great response to our Live a Little Pura campaign that we ran during, during lockdown on radio. Not only that, but we got the DJs involved and they really, really enjoyed, I suppose, just something different. You know, when the rest of the world went hiding, we came out swinging and marketing our brand during lockdown because it resonates so well with uh, you know that whole Live a Little Pure campaign. And I suppose in the last way, and, and, and I firmly believe this, it's around word of mouth. So we have got some great loyalists, some great ambassadors on board. And where we're lucky is they, they buy totally into the brand. We basically arm them with a, with a couple of six packs under their arms every month. They seed it to their families. If there's any... Um, Bartering that happens <laughs> during this time. Pura is certainly involved in some of that bartering. So it's all about us just getting the brand out there and getting people to taste the product, Reg. Well, I think it's fantastic. I think you guys are doing a great job, and I, I hope you become the, the Nandos of the cool drink market. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, uh, But just, just going behind the mask of Greg, what, what do you do for fun, Greg? Because I know you work like mad, but what do you do for fun? <laughs> Well, you know, the cliche is to say that you spend so much time at work that you must have fun. So, you know, first first of that, you know, really try have a, a fun work environment. You know, we, we've had some crazy things. You know, we've had, uh, you know, lip sync battles at work. Uh, we have, you know, bring your, your fanciest slippers for work. And it's all for prizes, of course, you know. 
Uh, but the prizes could be a fluffy pair of socks. So generally try have fun at work because, you know, you can't avoid work. Second to that, I actually have a, a, a history or, or pedigree in uh, triathlon and sports. So I spend a lot of time outdoors. I love mountain biking. I have a rescue beagle that's, that's one year old. Um, he loves being out. He loves going missing, and um, I don't love chasing him. But he certainly <laughs> keeps me on my toes up and down the mountains chasing this, uh, this little white tail. On top of that, Reg, uh, we're blessed to, to live in such a great place as Cape Town in the Western Cape, where we're blessed for wine farms. So, you know, I'm certainly working my way through, you know, a couple of wine farms and um, building my own uh, Platter's Guide or Greg's Guide, for want of a better word, to uh, the greatest drinking affordable wines in, in, in the Western Cape. I can, I can recommend some really good wines to you. I'm not going to do that today, Greg. <laughs> Thanks, Reg. <laughs> okay. But Greg, thank you very much. Uh, I just want to wrap this up uh, and say say the following. The nimble micro-enterprises started by maverick entrepreneurs like Greg can adapt and find opportunity in even mature competitive market sectors like the cold drink sector. A lot of people dream of starting their own business, but the true entrepreneur is the doer. Entrepreneurs are wired to think big, start small, but most importantly, begin now. As Mark Twain once said, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. Thanks for listening to Market Share with me, Reg Lascaris. I'll be back soon with another episode giving my take on brands and companies, big and small, in South Africa and elsewhere. So chat soon. Cheers.